Okay. <laughs> Praise the Lord, everyone. Welcome to Wednesday night Bible study at Encounter Church here in Royal Oak, Michigan. Amen. We're in the middle of a snowstorm, but uh, praise the Lord. And we're, we're having Bible study anyway. Some people are watching from home, and we've got a few people here. Amen. We've got, we got enough for the presence of the Lord. Amen. Where two or three are gathered. Amen. But praise the Lord. Uh, we're in the middle of uh, engaging God's Word uh, for the book of Hebrews. We're on chapter 12 tonight, or lesson 12 tonight. We'll be in Hebrews chapter 10. Uh, but, uh, amen, it's been an interesting study. I've learned a lot uh, from delving into uh, the Word of God. Amen. Uh, we want to start out with, uh, I have a, a, a video uh, queued up, and uh, Sister Robin, if you can start that first. Uh, the other one. <laughs> Amen. Listen to the words uh, of this song. Throw off these old chains and hold fast unto you. I cling to the cross where my Savior bled, where grace found a way to bring death to an end, her beautiful ransom. When love paid my debt, so I'll sing your praise all of my days, your blood flowing down like oceans of grace, my sins swept away.
Amen. That's our subject tonight. Amen. Uh, some of the last words that Jesus spoke on the cross before he died. He said, it is finished. Amen. It is finished. But I'm here to tell you that God's not finished with you. God's not finished with me. The work, his work on the cross is finished. Amen. Oh, but he's still doing a work in each of us. Amen. Those of us that call on his name and trust in him. Amen. He is working a good work in our lives. Amen. He's trying to bring us to be that image of Christ. Amen. Amen. And uh, I uh, uh, had a Facebook post the other day and about sanctification. And I uh, said, sanctification is not legalism. It is a biblical term for our spiritual growth and maturity. That's, that's sanctification in a nutshell. It's our spiritual growth and maturity. Amen. That's Christ working in us. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, we're going to read the, the, the scripture text tonight uh, from the Hebrews chapter 10. Uh, we'll be reading from verses 1 down through 18. And uh, let's read that together. Amen? Amen. The Bible says, For since the law has but a shadow of... Of the good things to come instead of the true form of these realities, it can never by the same sacrifices that are continually offered every year make perfect those who draw near. Otherwise, would they not have ceased to be offered since the worshipers having once been cleansed would no longer have any consciousness of sins. But in these sacrifices, there is a reminder of sins every year. For it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Consequently, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifices and offerings you have not desired, but a body have you prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sin offerings you have taken no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God. As it is written of me in the scroll of the book, sacrifices and offerings and burnt offerings and sin offerings, these are offered according to the law. Then he added, Behold, I have come to do your will. He does away with the first in order to establish the second. And by that we will have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest stands daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, 
he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time until his enemies should be made a footstool for his feet. For by a single offering he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. And the Holy Spirit also bears witness to us. For after saying, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my laws in the, on their hearts and write them on their minds. Then he adds, I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. For where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer any offering for sin. Amen. Uh, I have a second video that I would like uh, uh, to show tonight. Man, here it comes. <laughs> Look at Hebrews 10. The law is only a shadow of the good things that are coming, not the realities themselves. For this reason, it can never, by the same sacrifices repeated endlessly year after year, may make perfect those who draw near to worship. If it could, would they not have stopped being offered? For the worshipers would have been cleansed once for all and would no longer have felt guilty for their sins. But those sacrifices are an annual reminder of sins because it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Therefore, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. With burnt offerings and sin offerings you were not pleased. Then I said, Here I am. It is written about me in the scroll. I have come to do your will, O God. First he said, Sacrifices and offerings, burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not desire, nor were you pleased with them, although the law required them to be made. Then he said, Here I am. I have come to do your will. He sets aside the first to establish the second. And by that will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Day after day, every priest stands and performs his religious duties. Again and again, he offers the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But when this priest had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. Since that time, he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool, because by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. The Holy Spirit also testifies to us about this. First, he says, This is the covenant I will make with them after that time, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts, and I will write them on their minds. Then he asks, adds, their sins and lawless acts I will remember no more. And where these have been forgiven, there is no longer any sacrifice for sin. So, a continued discussion of the transition from the Old Covenant to the New Covenant. Again, this is the book of Hebrews, written to the Old Covenant people. So, one of the important concepts in this is the Old Covenant ritual being replaced by the new covenant and you know jesus said he didn't come uh, to abolish the law but to fulfill the law so it's not even uh, a replacing as much as it is a fulfilling or a taking to the next level according to the plan of god 
So it's by the cross, the blood of the new covenant, the blood of Jesus replaces the blood of the old covenant of, uh, you know, goats and bulls and that sort of a thing. And again, we see once for all, this is once for all, verse 10, and by that will we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Christ once for all. So again, you don't have to worry, is God going to forgive me? Am I, uh, am I just out? He's already done the work of forgiving you. You've already been redeemed and it's done once for all, it's taken care of. Now, next time's devotion, uh, we'll see the limits to that, but uh, you don't need to worry. It's taken care of. You don't need to wonder if Jesus is actually going to forgive you. And then verses 12 and 13 really show that this is a completed work. You know, he sits down at the right hand of God. He'd offered once for all time one sacrifice for sin, and he sat down at the right hand of God. And now he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool. So it's a completed work of Jesus on the cross, but it's not totally completed because his enemies aren't his footstool yet. And this harkens back to Hebrews 2.8, which really makes the point, I think, in a very powerful way. We'll read 7 and 8, Hebrews 2, 7 and 8. You made him a little lower than the angels. You crowned him with glory and honor and put everything under his feet. In putting everything under him, God left nothing that is not subject to him. Yet at present, we do not see everything subject to him. So God left nothing that is not subject to Christ. Yet at present, we do not see everything subject to him. So it's the same way here. It's a completed work, but it's, it's finished as far as what Christ needs to do. The, the work that God has done is completed, but we're working through to the end of the age to see the fullness of the completion of it. So I think uh, what I want to pray for here is to rest in the finished work of Christ. Um, you don't need to keep proving yourself. You don't need to keep trying to be good enough. Just rest in the finished work of Christ. Now be diligent. Uh, do what you know to do to serve the Lord, bear fruit for His kingdom, but carry the peace of the finished work with you, the finished work of the cross with you. So let's pray along those lines. Heavenly Father, thank you that we don't have to prove ourselves to you. We don't have to worry about forgiveness, needing to be re-earned and that sort of a thing. But Lord, you have taken care of it once for all, for all the ages, one sacrifice for sins, divine sacrifice that is a completed work. And Lord Jesus, you went and sat down at the right hand of the Father, that it was finished, waiting for your enemies to be made your footstool. And so Lord, we also wait for that, but we wait patiently, resting in the finished work of the cross. And so Father, help us to have the peace of knowing that you have taken care of it, that it is finished, and that we are just waiting for this age to be completed and your return. So bless us with the vision and the perspective to see that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Talking about Christ's finished work. You know, uh, there are people, uh, Christians, uh, that are not sure of their salvation. Uh, it's because of the biblical t teaching they receive. And uh, some people, they just don't know. But uh, I'm here to tell you that Christ's work is finished. And we can put our trust in that. We, 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 can, we can bank on that. We can put our stake in the ground uh, on what Christ has already done. We don't have to 
sit around and worry, you know, am I saved or not? Amen. We have salvation. The, uh, the Bible is very plain uh, in my estimation uh, that we are saved if we have trusted in Christ. We, if we have exercised our faith in him. Amen. We are saved. Amen. And I, I'm sure that all of us have been through something in our lives where we didn't feel as saved as, <laughs> as we should. Amen. Because of uh, condemnation from the enemy and uh, many other things. But we can, we can bank on it. We can bank on what Christ has done for us. Because we can't save ourselves. Amen. And, and jumping through hoops and doing rituals and, and uh, all of those uh, religious things, they don't save us. Amen. Works cannot save us. We work because we are saved. We work because we've already been saved. Amen. Praise the Lord. But you can know, you can know if you trust this word, if you trust this gospel, amen, then you can bank on your salvation. Praise the Lord. Uh, I want to go ahead and get into uh, the uh, questions because we've got 16 uh, questions tonight. And so uh, we've got a list to go through. And the first section deals with uh, Hebrews 10, uh, verses 4, uh, 1 to 4. Uh, the problem is a shadow. And, uh, and uh, you know, I want to make a point about the shadow. If you're going down the street and you're coming uh, to a corner, uh, a street corner, and uh, it's dark, and someone's coming on the perpendicular street, if a, sh a street light is shining behind them, the first thing you're going to see is the shadow coming uh, around the corner. You're not going to see who it is. You're going to see a human figure uh, coming around the, the, the corner. And that's like the old covenant. The old covenant was a shadow of what was to come. And that, uh, that human form, as you can guess, is Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen. So that was the old covenant. The old covenant was imperfect in that we couldn't keep it. So therefore, you know, uh, we, we just couldn't, we couldn't live by it. We needed something better. And that's what Christ was all about to bring us a better covenant, a better sacrifice, a better everything. Amen. To uh, provide for our uh, salvation. So in uh, question one it says, what are the good things spoken of in Hebrews 9 and 11 and chapter 10, verse 1. Can someone uh, name some of the, uh, uh, the good things uh, mentioned in those verses? Say again. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's something good. Amen. Anybody have something else? Roughly, 
gives us hope that this is not the end. Right. Amen. So basically, it's uh, the, uh, the better sacrifice, uh, our salvation, uh, uh, the new and the better covenant, uh, all of those are good things, amen, uh, foreshadowed uh, by, the, by the old covenant, amen, and brought into being in the new covenant. Uh, question two says, from this passage, list at least three weaknesses in the law. Weaknesses in the law. So the uh, law can't make you perfect. You break one, you break them all. This too, uh, uh, the blood of bulls and goats couldn't take away your sin. All it did, it, it pushed your sins ahead, waiting for Christ. Amen. Yes. And uh, so uh, 